Hello and welcome back. I'm Maria Archibald, and this is Sustain, a podcast about environmental, social, and economic justice. Today I chat with Dr. Ana Antunes, Assistant Professor of Gender Studies at the University of Utah, who also develops participatory educational projects with immigrant and refugee youth. I would say a pathway for a sustainable education system, one that is focused on on the act of, of learning and teaching as opposed to measuring what has been learned and taught. Stay tuned to learn more from Dr. Antunes about how student-focused education can catalyze social change. My name is Ana Antunes. Um, I use she, her, her pronouns. Um, I am an assistant professor lecturer in uh, gender studies. I co-facilitate a program um, called Youth Voices, which is a, a, um, a youth participatory research group Um, students who participate get college credit for participating. Um, It's a year-long program and uh, because of my, the group, the communities that I work with and uh, the communities that my other co-facilitator who is Jelani Atman, who is a student success advocate um, at the University of Utah, who um, has really strong ties to um, the refugee community. Uh, we do focus on um, working with first-generation um, refugee and immigrant youth uh, in sort of creating um, a pathway um, to the university for um, students like that. Um, I also work, uh, part of my research is um, focused on um, sex and sexuality education. Uh, so I work with community centers. I've been working with uh, the Sunnyvale Community Center this past um, year to develop a program that is age appropriate, but gives students information about gender, sexuality. So we're working with late elementary school students, fourth, fifth, and sixth graders, um, to really start having conversations about bodies, about maturation, about gender, um, about consent, right? Like these kind of things. Um, so I do that uh, work as well. Um, I really love being with students. I really love being in the community. Uh, both these programs, uh, my the project that I'm developing at Sunnyvale, it's a project that uh, I bring my university students to. So I always try to make sure that students are um, involved in, in, in community building and doing work. Um, seeing how the work that we do in the classroom has um, changes, like impacts uh, communities. I um, was born in Brazil uh, and Brazil was still under a dictatorship um, when I was born. And I feel like I grew up, um, just my my people around me, my family, um, the adults around me were all like, um, really politically engaged, always really committed to um, participating in polit- like participating in politics, talking about um, politics and things and talking about change. And um, I grew up going to like um, protests, was involved with like a student movement uh, when I was in high school. Um, 
so I I feel like um, I, it's just been a natural path for me to get to 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 where I am when I was growing up or with the people around me always really felt like um, voicing your opinions, participating uh, in the political or the democratic process was really important and something that was really valued um, as a way of participating. Um, I think here in the US, um, I think in general public opinion is that if you're criticizing, then you're against. And I think for the people in movements here, people feel like, okay, we're doing this because we want to improve, right? We think we can, it can be better. But I think the people looking at the, at the movements uh, from the outside don't feel that way. It sounds like your approach to education is very participatory and that you really work to make all your classes and all these programs like directly relevant to students' lives. Um, and I was just hoping you could maybe tell me a little bit more about that approach and um, like why you take that approach and like what your theory behind that approach to education is. I know that what I'm teaching them is important and it has uh, applications in the real world, um, but I want them to see it too. Uh, so I try my best to make sure that everything that we're talking about in our classes are connected to um, their own realities uh, so that they can, they can see exactly what we're talking in the classroom and how it materializes in their lives. Um, I also think that, you know, um, despite the fact that uh, I get the title and I am listed as a professor, um, in classrooms, I think uh, learning is uh, is uh, uh, like a two way street. I think we all learn together when we're when I'm when I'm teaching. So I also want to make sure that I'm giving students space to to teach me about things that matter to them and things that I may not know about, um, and that um, and and that I recognize that the knowledge that they bring into my classroom. Um, is important. And I think the only way uh, to do that, to um, help students see themselves as co-constructors of knowledge is to make sure that, um, that they're engaged. Sometimes, you know, I have a lesson plan, but I get in the classroom and students really want to talk about something else. And that's fine, right? Like, and sometimes they're like, oh, we derailed the conversation or it's been all this time talking about this. And I say, well, you know, like, it's fine. Like you are all engaged and you all had so much to contribute about this topic that I'd rather us talk about something that matters to you. I always try to create a space where students, where we can talk about things that matter to them and, and talk about things that uh, they care about um, and make sure that we're, um, that students are also in charge of steering um, the, the knowledge building in that classroom. Within the dominant education system, teachers deposit information into the minds of students who are expected to receive, store, and regurgitate this knowledge. Dr. Antunes, however, believes that education is a reciprocal process for which both teachers and students are responsible. In Dr. Antunes's classroom, everyone has something to teach and everyone has something to learn. When I were I'm working with my high school students, when I'm working with my university students, um, I 
uh, like I said, they're, they're the focus of my, of, of my teaching. Um, and I, and I want them to know that I see them as, um, producers of knowledge of people who have things to teach me every day. Um, and I, um, hope that I can create a space that they feel this way. And I think when you do, um, you know, recognize young people, uh, or at least younger people, they're younger than me, um, as, as knowledge builders, uh, knowledge constructors, as people who, um, people who have something to contribute, um, and that you're really listening, um, I think that you open up, um, so many uh, pathways. The classroom it becomes a, a, a place where people um, want to be in, where people are curious and they want to uh, engage. So for me, it is really um, making sure that we're having uh, conversations, particularly, uh, you know, um, I teach in gender studies. Uh, so a lot of um, a lot of the classes that I teach um, are for some people who are taking those classes, particularly students who are not uh, gender studies majors or um, who are taking these classes. Um, some of those topics make it very hard to, to talk about, right? Um, and I think um, I come from, um, I, I I come from a position where I want people to um, be open to having these conversations. And I understand that that's going to look different for every student. Um, so I think like measuring progress in a non, you know, uni unilateral way would be a way that I would, that I think about sus sustainable education, right? Understanding that like there are different objectives and goals for, for different people and that like not everybody's gonna get to the same point in the same amount of time, um, but that's fine. It's okay for, for people's paths to take different time or uh, to take different ways. Um, it doesn't, it's, it's not better or worse, it's just different. The way the educational system is constructed right now, you have to get the grades and you have to get the, Right, like the this and the that, and um, and if you don't, then like you're doing it wrong. But I think that if we're there's no wrong way of learning, I would say a pathway for a sustainable educational system would be one that is focused on on the act of of learning and teaching, as opposed to measuring what has been learned and taught. I'm, I'm curious sort of in your experience as an educator and particularly like as a gender studies educator, um, what sorts of like connections you've seen in your research and your teaching between education, the way that you engage with it and social change. And then also between like these gender issues that you teach and social change. I've come to understand that uh, in order to uh, promote social change or to order to um, um, get people to, to see what I'm talking about, um, I, I need to meet them where they're at. 
and it's not to say that I need to tell them what they're saying is right. Like, you know, if somebody is like saying homophobic things, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to say that's okay. Like, because it isn't right. Um, but understanding where they're at and seeing like, this is where they're starting and it's different than what other students are starting. But for this person, um, my, like my goal in this classroom is not that they become the most engaged LGBTQ activist out there. Maybe they will, and that would be amazing. But it's important to see like, if this person recognizes that what they're saying is bigoted um, and I can, I can get them to start thinking about that and questioning their own perspectives and kind of reflecting. Um, I think for me, that's a win. I've learned that I, uh, that in order to make progress with, with students who are uh, a little bit be further behind in their journey that need to meet them where they're at and say, okay, well, why do you think that? Let's let's think through this thought, like this idea together. It's 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 a it's a lifelong path, right? Like we're all learning and we're all um, growing and we're all making mistakes. It's it's a learning process. It's a learning process for all of us. And if we're willing to recognize that it's going to be a learning process forever, then we can continue on this journey. That's sort of where I hope to leave my students at, at a place where they're open to listen and learn. How do you see sustainability in education as connected? I think when people think about like, um, you know, issues of like environmental issues and gender issues or racial issues, people tend to see them as being uh, siloed. But the, I, I think one more interconnected than um, you know most people think about um, but I also think that solutions for the environmental issues like racial disparity issues gender sexuality issues are the same I think um, I think a lot about individualism as being one of the like one of the root causes of a lot of issues in our society. I think when we talk about the environment, right? Like I think it, that is one thing people are thinking about themselves and what's good for them as opposed to what's good for everybody else. But I think it's the same when we're thinking about like issues of race or, or issues of, of gender and sexuality is like people are always saying, like, well, what about me, right? Like what about my issues or my problems? I mean, we see this backlash um, around currently, right? Like critical race theory and people are, people are um, thinking about themselves as opposed to saying like, let's collectively think about this and collectively think about the history of our country and think about the ways in which a history has been told and the way uh, certain sides have been privileged, right? The ways that issues in the environment have uh, harmed more third world people of color, uh, even in first world countries, right? So it's it's all like I, I feel like a lot of the issues have to do with people people's self centeredness, um, and I think 
um, in order to start having these conversations about what needs to change and all things, uh, I think we need to, there needs to be like a cultural shift where the conversation is not about the individual, but the collective. And, and I think that's one of the important ways that education can uh, like really help build the sustainable future is through um, uh, helping people see other people's perspectives. In that answer, you've touched a lot upon my last question, especially when you're bringing up this need to think about the collective rather than the individual. And um, also that you see kind of like the roots of these issues as being often the same and if not the same, like very overlapping and intertwined, like the same kind of like root causes of climate crisis are very overlapping with like the root causes of racism and um, homophobia and heteropatriarchy and all these things. So yeah, sort of with, with sort of what you've already kind of put out there about like what we need to move towards in achieving like a, a holistic um, sustainable future. I'm curious to hear if you have, if there's anything that you would kind of call upon environmental and sustainability movements to do or to consider or um, to change kind of in order to reach your vision for a sustainable future. You know, one of the things I tell my students um, is that when you when you start getting involved with social justice issues, um, whatever those are, right? Um, it's so easy to to like once your eyes are open to one social issue, and you start paying attention, then you start seeing them all, and it's so easy um, to get overwhelmed and to see all that's wrong in the world and all the things that need to happen and to feel like you are just one person and that you uh, don't have the capability of doing all the things that you want to. And you get super stretched thin because you're trying to do this and that and that and that. Um, and I think it can be really overwhelming and frustrating um, for students. Um, so I always, um, tell my students, you know, just because there is one uh, issue that you're more uh, passionate about, that you're um, uh, more inclined to work with or to commit to, um, doesn't mean that you don't think other things are important too. Um, but it's okay to say, to, this is where I'm gonna focus my energy. Um, I do think sometimes, you know, the environmental movement, but all social movements, people get into this like fight over like what's more urgent or what is more important. And I think it's kind of a counterproductive fight. Uh, I think just because you you are working on one thing that you consider to be really important, uh, doesn't mean that the other things that other people are working on aren't important to you. When people think about sustainability, they usually think that we're talking about environment and we are, but I also think that people um, don't really think about environmental issues uh, as related to um, racial issues or uh, gender issues or um, issues related to, to sexuality. And they're very much connected. All these things are interconnected, right? And and thinking about the ways that people are going to be uh, 
uh, what, who is going to be affected by environmental issues, right? Like as we talk about climate change and as we talk about um, rising sea levels and uh, stronger storms and like whatever, everything that's been happening, um, who is getting affected um, and how that's all related, right? Um, I think that's that's the thing that I I hope that I can help them um, make the connection. You know, I I use a lot of uh, transnational feminist theory um, in in my work, and one of the things that I've learned from transnational feminist organizers uh, and theorists around uh, the world is that um, when we build bridges and when we build collaborations across differences, uh, that's when we're most successful, right? Like it's not trying to get everybody to be the same or think the same way. Uh, it's through um, that difference that we um, get stronger. It's through that difference that we, um, that we can really make change. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you thought. You're listening to Sustain, a podcast by the University of Utah Sustainability Office. For monthly episodes, subscribe to Sustain on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our work, visit sustainability.utah.edu or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Sustainable U of U. Interviews and editing of this podcast are done by me, Maria Archibald, a graduate student in the University of Utah's Environmental Humanities Program and a graduate assistant in the Sustainability Office. The music in this podcast was written and performed by Yusuf Farah. Special thanks to my brother, Daniel Archibald, for his sound editing support. <laughs>